0: Welcome, everyone, to another episode of the Unreal Wrestling Show. I'm your host, Blake. Thank you very much for tuning in. I am very, very excited this week. There's a lot of really awesome things happening in wrestling, not only in Australia, but obviously all over the world internationally. Uh, Liam and I talk about what's happening uh, in WWE as well as New Japan in the weekly review at the end of the episode after the interview. But um, in the meantime, uh, I want to talk Aussie Wrestling because I'm extremely excited for uh, the state of Aussie Wrestling first and foremost. I'm super stoked to bring you news of a new promotion popping up in Sydney uh, FWA, also known as Future Wrestling Stars of Australia. Uh, Very exciting to have new promotions pop up. Uh, It's a great. New more promotions popping up means more opportunities for not only wrestlers but for the fans to see their favorite wrestlers in different places. And obviously, more promotions, more indie promotions is good for indie wrestling and the local scene. Um, we uh, it's in the name, uh, Future Wrestling Stars of Australia. Uh, there's a lot of they've already announced some of the talent on the card on the roster. Uh, I can reveal four of those right now, uh, Luciano, who's been doing great things in Wrestling Go, uh, the Deadly Shot Kasai, former guest on the show, uh, a very intense individual, um, former APW, uh, current, my bad, current APWG Shield holder, um, also Tim Cade and, uh, the High Flying Sketch, both coming down from Victoria and Queensland respectively. And uh, in one of the posts, FWA emphasizes uh, one of its uh, mission statements is to kind of bring together uh, wrestling from all across Australia to bring stars that maybe you wouldn't generally see in Sydney and bring more exposure to wrestling outside of Sydney and all across Australia. And I think that's really cool. And I predict really great things for FWA, so make sure you give them a like. Head over to Facebook, check them out, um, get behind them because I talk a lot about uh, the new generation, the next generation of um, Australian wrestling. Um, I'm I see a lot of uh, great talent coming up through the ranks, and FWA will be a part of that. So head over to Facebook, give them a like. Um, I'm also super excited to talk about what's happening this weekend because I made a post earlier in the week. I shared. Uh, a Facebook post from Australian Indie Wrestling Who are a good friend and good supporter of the Unreal Wrestling Show Who are doing really great things to promote Indie Wrestling and spread the word um, Big shout out to Australian Indie Wrestling on Facebook Give them a give them a like and a follow um, This weekend, uh, just to name some This is just some of what's happening uh, around Australia I'll list them off We have Lucha Fantastica National Championship Pro Wrestling, NCPW, Australian Wrestling Alliance, AWA, Newcastle Pro Wrestling, which I will break that down uh, just after this, Uh, New Horizons Pro Wrestling, aka NHPW, Professional Championship Wrestling, PCW, Pro Wrestling, South Australia, Queensland Wrestling Alliance, Riot City Wrestling, uh, a personal favourite of mine, Tasmanian Championship Wrestling, and Last but certainly not least, Wrestling Go, uh, who will be doing a show at uh, the Oberon Festival tomorrow, Saturday. What's the date today? Uh, Check them out on Facebook. All the details are there. Um, Doing a show in Oberon. uh, Wrestling Go are doing really awesome things, are really expanding in a good way. They had a lot of success with their recent show at Parkley Markets. No, sorry, uh, Blacktown Markets. They have another show next weekend at Parkley Markets. Um, I really like festival shows. I really like the different kind of environment. It's very... It's a little touch and go. Um, Some are more successful than others, but um, Wrestling Go is as entertaining as it gets for any promotion, so I don't doubt that they'll have a lot of success. Um, If you're listening and you're in the area... Um, Make sure you head down to the Oberon Festival and check out Wrestling Go. Uh, You won't regret it. Also, I mentioned uh, Newcastle Pro Wrestling have a show tomorrow um, at... They have their annual Kings of the Castle tournament, which uh, I'm obviously very excited about. Um, I love tournaments. Uh, It's a very prestigious uh, tournament for the Invictus Gauntlets, which entitles the winner to a title match of their choosing, I believe. Um, Some really great talent in that tournament. Um, There are four teams competing for the Invictus Gauntlets, uh, one being the SMS, social media stars, studs, uh, Snapchat, and Instagram, who are looking to... Uh, gain a little revenge for the Four Nations taking out Unsocial Jordan uh, also the Four Nations will be in it, Jack Bonza and, uh Michael Moretti, representing the Red and Green Nation respectively who are strong favourites uh, possibly favourites in my book to take out the Invictus Gauntlets um, Massive Q and Michael Spencer, uh Massive Q hasn't been pinned in Newcastle Pro Wrestling for, I believe, three years. So another strong competitor to take out the gauntlets. And Concrete Davidson uh, has to find a partner by tomorrow uh, to compete for that. Otherwise, he will be ineligible. But I'm really excited to see where they go with that. Um, I don't know if he'll be able to find a partner. But Concrete is a very, very experienced, strong competitor. And I'm really excited to see uh, what happens with that, uh, who will take out the Invictus Gauntlets. Um, make sure you head it, uh, head over to Newcastle Pro Wrestling on Facebook. Give them a like, give them a follow for all the details for that show. I'm trying to find it. I'm not very good at multitasking. Newcastle Pro Wrestling, I want to say at Charlestown Bowling Club. I was going to say Charlestown, but I didn't wanted to be sure. Charlestown Bowling Club tomorrow... Saturday, um, get there. It's going to be a great show. Newcastle Pro Wrestling always deliver. Very uh, elite competition there. Um, Head over to that. Um, Other than that, um, that's wrestling in Sydney for this weekend. Um, Now to the interview. I'm very, very excited to bring you um, a returning guest, Lee Leslie, uh, head trainer of the Australian Pro Wrestling Gym. Um, I'm really excited about this interview because not only do we get to know Lee a little more personally, but I also uh, wanted to talk to him about the ins and outs of basically 101, getting to be a pro wrestler. Uh, I mentioned that I am heading back to training at the Australian Pro Wrestling Gym, and we talk about the um, intro course coming up. Um, We break down uh, the kind of the best approach There's no one, I think Lee is one of the most insightful and knowledgeable and most experienced trainers in Australia, and he gives his uh, thoughts and advice on how to best approach training for uh, uh, pro wrestling. Um, You'll get to hear him talk all about that, but he's a guy that I definitely look up to and I'm very excited to bring you this
1: interview, so please enjoy.
0: Very professional, Yeah. yeah, that's good.
1: I always get real nervous once a year. You hit the red button, you know?
0: <laughs> yeah, once the red button goes on, it's official. Yeah. Like, we're officially rolling. Um, cool. Um, we're just chilling at Lee's house. He's gracious enough to play host to the podcast this week because he's got an amazing air con system, and I'm pretty stoked. So thank you for having me at your very cool place.
1: Yeah, no worries, man. No worries. Um, um, I think last time, if you listened to the podcast before... When you interviewed me and Diego, I think um, Diego talked way too much.
0: Diego does talk a yeah, lot. Yeah,
1: he just he, he covered everything and um, I, was, I couldn't get a word in. So
0: I love listening to Diego yeah. talk though, he's smart. <laughs> I'd love to have Diego <laughs> on again sometime, but very yeah. happy to be talking to you this time. Um, I wanted to cover, uh, basically, I mentioned this on the last episode of the podcast, I wanted to do a 101 for preparing to be a wrestler or training to be a wrestler yep so i wanted to talk about the process and get some of i wanted to pick your brain a little bit because i've mentioned that i'm keen to do the beginners course again like resume picking up where i left off yep so it's kind of for my own sake but also for the sake of anyone who's interested in the process and i think you're the best person to go to yeah for that cool. yeah. um first off how
1: was training this morning yeah training was really good we um Have air conditioning now. (laughs) Big plus. Yeah. Um, So we're recording this today, which is the 11th of February. Um, Possibly, from what the people on the news are saying, the hottest day, Penrith, where the wrestling school is, has ever had. Um, And we're in Australia, we're in Sydney, so they're looking at 46 to 50 degrees today. Did it Um, hit
0: 50, do you know?
1: uh, I'm not sure. We are in air con, so (laughs) we had a pretty sweet... Perks. Yeah.
0: Perks of having a new, better than the old place... Yeah, better than... For that reason, yeah, definitely. The
1: old place was just a tin roof and um, not much air. I had a few good fans, but... Um, yeah. <laughs> you can only do so much. Yeah, exactly. <laughs>
0: How is um, the new place compared to... Where, where are we now?
1: So, at the moment, we're all... From going forward, because it's still fresh for me. It's only been two weeks. Um, we're at Fit For All Gym in Penrith. So, with that fun. said, I've always called it the Australian Pro Wrestling Gym. Um, because when I started off, so it was four and a half years ago now, I started running my own wrestling um, gym. I used to train people from all different wrestling promotions because there weren't many schools there. Um, so I'd have people in from all different promotions. I'd be doing private session one on ones and then I'd do my open classes. Um, and I'd also run thing you know, AWF. I ran um, the AWF classes on Sunday. So I used to have a mix of all different wrestling groups that's hence the name wrestling gym because I never knew like that. a boxing gym I learned something today everyone could come there yep um, and if you went back 5 years ago too it was one of those things where if you wrestled for you know Joe Blow's wrestling promotion you couldn't wrestle for anyone else's wrestling promotion because they were like no I'm going to control this and very territorial I'm playing Vince McMahon and you know yeah. no one else can I'm that's the what... Vince McMahon of Mount Druitt and so you can't wrestle for the Vince McMahon of Warrington. <laughs> it's
0: always fun to deal with. And
1: I think I kind of so, broke that structure a little bit and just went, you know... Um, yeah. You're not going to get better by wrestling once every six months or wrestling once every two months. I want everyone to be... Or at least have the opportunity. Obviously, you got to go chase it. But to be wrestling as many times as that person feels like they need it. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I guess the reason why I'm saying this long version yeah. is... Um, <laughs> Being that it's at Fit For All now, I'm going to be moving the name from the Australian Pro Wrestling Gym. still going to keep the same name, but it's going to go to APWG, the shortened version. And if you know me at all, I hate the shortened version because I'm always like, no, take the time. Say it fully (laughs) so you can say the whole name of the gym. But uh, the reason why APWG um, is because we're at a public gym now. Um, And I guess, you know, everything's still the same. Um, the The session structure is the same, the quality of the training is the same. To be honest, I can actually focus in on the individuals more, um, which helps me a lot because at the old place, I was very focused on each individual, but I also had to worry about the maintenance of the place. Yeah. You know, if the walls were dirty, I had to then think about, all right, we've got to clean the, you know, this place, we still got to keep it neat and everything, Um, but it's a public gym. We go in there, we've got the staff, we can set it up, pack it down. A little less stress for me on all the back-end things, financially on the back-ends and stuff like that. Um, But yeah, big long way of saying basically (laughs) I'm changing APWG to... I'm thinking of it more like a wrestling class at a public gym. It's a closed-in class, obviously, but it's more like a wrestling class at a public gym. So more structured? Um, Same same level of structure and and everything like before.
0: So we're still Um, doing the classes... Still doing um, the Beginner's Class, Yep. which is coming up.
1: Yep, still doing the Beginner's Class. I'm opening up more things down the line, obviously. We're settling in, so we've been there officially one week, so we've run two sessions. Um, but I'm going to be looking at changing my prices more for one-on-one sessions, so I'm going to look at opening up more one-on-ones. The place has more availability because the old place, um, basically I rented off the back of the Mass Nutrition, the bodybuilding shop. Yep. So I rented a third of the shop. Um, but I had to work within their hours. Um, same with this place; I have to work within their hours, but their hours are a lot b- bigger, more flexible. Yeah, more flexible. Um, so, so sounds like it's more convenient. Yeah, just definitely. in general. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty cool too. You know, a lot of the boys you saw Kasai and Keegan in there, and Five Star doing bench presses and stuff and lifting weights. Oh after yeah, you can. Didn't even occur
0: to me that you could go. I mean, it's at a, it's at a literal gym now, yeah. so you can actually go to the gym. After, I don't know if going after in 50 degree weather would be as fun, <laughs> but it's got aircon, so that's a plus as yeah. well. Yeah, yeah cool. Um, about the beginner's class, um, I wanted to pick, like I said, I wanted to pick your brain about um, personally, because I'm resuming the beginner's class, I wanted to know a little bit more. And for the sake of anyone listening who's possibly interested in the beginner's class, yep. wanted to know a little bit about what one can do to prepare yep. for the beginner's class. Maybe... First, we can touch on like what um, we learn in the beginners class, what we can expect to learn yep. for the beginners. What can we learn? What can so, we yeah. expect
1: to learn? So learning-wise, um, you're going to start off with just general structure, etiquette, uh, what wrestling's about, all that sort of stuff. Um, plus then your very framework. All right. So you're going to start with learning how to fall on your back, learning how to fall on your front, learning how to roll, learning how to take different directions on on falls and tumbles and stuff like that. The obviously. fun stuff. Yeah. The fun stuff where you feel like you've been hit by a truck. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Usually a good way to filter through the, um, the serious and the committed guys and yeah. <laughs> weed out, weed out the, the week. Yeah, definitely a
1: little bit. Um, yeah. I, I don't call it a beginner's course. So you you're calling it a beginner's course, which is um, it's the same thing. I call it an introductory course. Okay. fair. Um, because the way I see it is the first two months, of this course Is basically a way To get you To the point Where you're comfortable And you can then Fit into the main Classes yep. um, It's not gonna Result Like You're doing two months Of wrestling You're not gonna be ready To go and have a match No um, You know Different people At different levels Some people Generally it takes On average about a year Some people never Some people five years Some people You know Everywhere in between Sort of thing And
0: that's what's good About what I personally Like about the APWG Is that it's kind of a go at your own pace as well yep. like there's not too much pressure about it yep. which I like which is I kind of I've been in and out of training a little yep. bit but I do like that I'm welcome um, I struggle with like confidence or whatever but I'm still welcome to come join I can do the introductory course again if I feel the need or if I want to join into the more intermediate classes I'm welcome to do that yep. as well so that's another per uh, plus yep. of the APWG um, what about um, preparing for the beginner's class? What can one do? I was thinking about maybe physically, what can one do to prepare for wrestling training?
1: Yeah, so, you know, straight off the bat, the best stuff is your cardio, number one. Yeah. So the better cardio you, you have, the better you're going to go. <laughs> I can attest to that <laughs> yeah. firsthand. Um, secondary to that would be strength, strength training. So looking at, um, you know, straight off the bat, you, you're jumping, you know, explosive power from jumping is very important um, because there's a lot of things as you, as you know you've done a bit of wrestling um, there's a lot of things where you need to be able to jump all the time So like agility lift. yeah
0: agility and that's like general athleticism yep yeah
1: um there's that there's things you know neck strength shoulder strength um any all that strength and power plays a big role um in many fields of wrestling you know protecting yourself being able to lift someone, being able to be lifted and make yourself light, which is a very hard thing to do. Which people don't consider. No. Um, neck strength uh, is a huge one. You know, it, it's they say it's one of the biggest things to limit concussions. So what happens to a lot of people is they, when they're wrestling, they slap the back of the head because they don't have enough neck strength to tuck, giving away sort of yeah. things here. You know? No, that's fine. But it's... Um, one of the big things, you, you tuck your chin. So you tuck... What it's called is tucking your chin, which stops the back of your head from hitting the mat when you fall on your back. Which, if you've been
0: there, is not pleasant. <laughs> no. <laughs> I reckon most people would have been there at least once. Yeah. And it's it's a big factor if you want to avoid concussions.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, they reckon with concussions, what's happening um, is that it's actually the, the brain inside the head, so inside the skull, and it's hitting up on the barriers. Yeah. Um it's not actually the, the straight hit to the... Obviously, straight hit to the head will still do the same thing. Yeah. But it's more so that. So um, WWE, for example, I was, I was looking into some of the stuff they do. Um, they were putting headgear, so padding, onto people's heads. And then when they were taking their back bumps, apparently the, the muscular guys weren't, weren't having as much of a problem, but the people with less neck strength were flicking their heads back. Is they getting as much concussion stuff when they are learning their bumps.
0: Are they like measuring with like technology? I don't know. The impact (laughs) or something? I've
1: seen seen
0: like little bits and pieces of like WWE like on breaking ground and stuff like that. But you know from years of doing it,
1: Yeah, if it's WWE or wrestling anywhere, you know when you get the back of your head. You feel feel when you're fucked up. You know, yeah. (laughs) That's fair enough, yeah. Yeah.
0: So like um, obviously physically, physical training is obviously a big factor. What can one do? like weights obviously
1: yeah look weight training uh, if you're not familiar with that sort of style of you know fitness general fitness athletics that sort of stuff find a good gym um would be number one find a pt and get a pt to teach you properly on the techniques and stuff
0: it's expensive but it's worth it yeah exactly
1: you you get what you put into it um on top of that there's things that you can do straight off the bat that everyone should know you know sprints that's a big one Uh, burpees is a big one that's going to help you with your wrestling because it's got the jump in there but it's also got the athletic side of things um but yeah getting a pt or something like that saying to them hey look i want to increase my cardio i want to increase my overall strength um, and i want to have more specific um focus on neck strength would definitely be probably your best way to go getting started um but any sport uh, Depends how long people are looking before they can get into. Like you're asking, sort of from you, who's going to start in three weeks? Yeah. Um, and you mentioned some of the boys that have signed up to the new the new thing that are um, three weeks away from starting as well. So that's probably the best for them. Um, I get a lot of calls sometimes too from parents and stuff saying, "Hey, I have a ten year old. Can they sign up?" And I say, "No, nah, oh, like yeah. you know, wrestling doesn't suit that." There's a lot of things that. You know they need to develop. It's not they safe as adult. well. It's not train. safe. It's their body's still growing. Their spine's still growing, developing all that sort of yeah. stuff. Um, but the thing I say to them is, get them into some sort of sport. You know, typically the people that do better at wrestling are the ones that have played sport. Yeah. Um, you know, you look at someone like Kasai. He's a black belt. All right. That karate stuff. A lot of the framework of karate comes into the footwork, um, the positioning, all that sort of stuff when it comes to pro wrestling. Um, there's a translation. There's definitely a translation. Yeah. And the other big thing, there's a translation for guys like, um, if you look at Mark and Taz, for example, you know, Taz, soccer, Mark played rugby league for a long time. Um, they just have a general, they they can adapt easier to the physicality of wrestling. Yeah. Sometimes I get guys um, that are really good, passionate, probably love the business more than me. You know, probably like, I love it, you know, I've been in it for 14 years now. Um, Super passionate. It's everything to them. But when I say that I need you to push yourself harder or when I say, um, you know, dig deep, they don't know how to do it because they've never done sport before. So they don't know how to translate um, energy or passion into physical
0: discipline even yeah yeah discipline is like a massive thing that um i've dabbled in sport like i used to do a lot of sport when i was in my teens and i definitely think that discipline and how to carry yourself in in a competitive environment or in a kind of physical environment is definitely also a big factor yeah um mentality is another thing yep um what can one do to maybe like prepare mentally for
1: wrestling training Prepare for the worst <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah True um, Yeah I guess when you're preparing Prepare that A lot of it is mental You know When you're rocking up It's not rocking up going Okay cool I'm here to have fun And I'm here to enjoy wrestling mm. It's rocking up going You know Whatever comes at me I'm going to accept it And I'm going to just try my best Yeah Leave everything else All your problems Issues You know Problems you have at life All that sort of stuff at the door, yeah. Walk into wrestling training, and just be in the zone. Bang, be on the in the zone there, yeah. It's probably um, good life advice in general. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. Big time, definitely. Uh, you know, to give you an example, I was learning how to drive a truck this week. Someone <laughs> got my truck license. I'm waiting to see how
0: you convert wrestling <laughs> to truck driving. <laughs> oh no,
1: just that frame of mind sort of stuff. You know, um, you know, Tuesday I didn't have too much on my mind and I was all right. You know, uh, I was driving, I could concentrate really well. Um, and then Wednesday I had some, some stuff going on um, Nothing major or anything like that But just a few things that I want Oh shit, you know, I'm going to get this done yeah. And I had to move the wrestling To give you an idea, I had to move the wrestling ring I didn't have to, but I chose to Because I wanted to just
0: Get it out of the way Get it
1: out of the way And I, I was I'm Inside my head, I'm going Oh shit, how am I going to do this? How am I going to move it to my place? What do I have to do? Do I have to go hire a ute? Do Bunnings have a ute? A bit, yeah, all that yeah. sort of stuff and then when I was actually there learning how to drive this truck, I wasn't as good as I was the day before, even though I was more experienced. <laughs> so less present in the moment, Yeah, I yeah, guess. Exactly. So, yep.
0: Yeah, I can see the translation. I, lost. I was a little bit like, <laughs> where's he going with this for a second? But no, it definitely makes sense. And yeah. I think that a lot of guys from the gym can attest that that is one positive aspect that they've picked up. Yep. From training,
1: like you promote that kind of discipline and mentality with the gym. Yeah, it's very important. Um, you, you know, you look at the warm up, for example. that The warm up's a lot of conditioning, and it's got all these other benefits. You know, I could do a whole nother podcast on all the benefits yeah, of it. We got time. But <laughs> um, a big thing is getting you into that mental zone. You know, I can see someone when they rock up late and they've done a quick half-assed warm up because they need to catch up and fit into the, the yep. schedule. And when someone's come and done the full proper, you know, warm up, it's like two different people. You can get the same person and one week they come to the proper warm up, one week they turn up late and then they do a half-assed version of the warm up. And, and I've got two, two different people it, that
0: I'm training. And yeah. i never considered it from that perspective, yeah. but like things like warm up and cardio, they like, they might seem tedious, but obviously there's a reason behind it. Yep. And there's like a, a dis, like I said, discipline to it. It's yep. part of. Preparing mentally and
1: um, yeah, and you can see it on shows too. You know, you watch someone like you've been backstage at shows. You, yeah, you watch Kasai warm up, right? Oh, he's a pro. Yeah, he's a pro. And when pro getting in the zone. When you're sitting there watching um, the show uh, from a fan's point of view, he's legit. <laughs> yeah. When he comes out and he he does a move or an action, he believes that action. Yeah um, You know Keegan's another one You see Keegan backstage And he's really zoning himself Into that zone When he comes Slapping out Slapping himself He's got that You know Woo or whatever he does You know um, <laughs> Doing Keegs and he things get, Yeah he gets the yeah. crowd in Because he believes in When he says Woo Woo Or whatever he. Yeah know, Cheer for me <laughs> He doesn't say that But you know When he's saying things to the crowd He's saying them And they're they, They're genuine there Because Sincere. he's got himself Into that frame of mind where a lot of other people, you see them, and they, you know, I've used the scenario. You've probably heard me with this one. I think we might have even
0: touched on it. It last looks one. like
1: they're walking to the takeaway shop to buy a chico chico yeah. roll, you know, and um, <laughs> but they're coming out to have a match. And if you go backstage, it looks like they're waiting around for their chico roll to cook. You know what yeah, I mean? yeah. Like,
0: it, there's nothing wrong. Like, we're not having to go at anyone personally, but like, it's just the way it, it works. Like, yeah. you can see that, like what you said, you can see the difference in yeah. someone who's prepared. And who's disciplined and focused between yeah. someone who's maybe a little less focused or whose mind is elsewhere. Yeah,
1: exactly. Yep. Yeah.
0: Um, and that kind of brings me on to like, um, we've, you touched on etiquette Yep. Um, before, like um, how to carry yourself in the industry. Yep. Um, can we talk a little bit maybe about the etiquette, what we can expect uh, for someone trying to get into the industry?
1: Yeah. Um, I won't give too much away. <laughs> no, we've already... Way um, too much,
0: probably, but.
1: but yeah, there's definitely certain etiquette. So wrestling's a very um, enclosed business traditionally. Yeah, um, there's definitely a pecking order system traditionally. Um, we don't take that too seriously at APWG, but which I like. Yeah, yeah. Um, but there's still elements of that sort of thing, and I think because everyone sort of oh, we have got a really cool group, you know, um, yeah. let's admit that. Um, oh, we're a close group. Yeah, very close group too, yeah. and everyone just. It gels really well um very fortunate to have that and we're very inclusive as well yep like we're not shut off from the world yeah <laughs> yeah like you said that before and that's
0: yeah. definitely we've got that work in our favor
1: but not everywhere's like that you know what i mean yeah. um and there's certain things that you know would just piss someone off um very easily <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know give yeah. you an example you know you got um you got three wrestlers there right um one wrestler has been wrestling for ten years. Another one's been wrestling for five years, and another one's been there for three months. Yeah, they're all going mm. um, up the shop, right? So they're all jumping in the car. Yep. The one, if that one that's been there for three months or six months jumps in the front seat, <laughs> mm. he's rubbing someone the wrong way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Jump in the back seat. <laughs> Little disrespectful.
2: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I get
1: you. Um, yeah, the biggest thing I can say, you know. Is you got two ears, two eyes, and one mouth, and that's yep, for a reason. <laughs> yeah. So basically, shut your mouth, listen, watch, learn, take everything in.
0: You're good with your analogies, I swear. <laughs> you love your analogies, and um, what we were saying about um, etiquette and respect—it's um, also about like positive mental attitude as well. Yeah, definitely. Like, don't be a dick. Don't be disrespectful. Yeah. And you'll have
1: a lot more fun, yep. I reckon, as well. I think for me, a big part of that's being realistic. Like a lot of people get into the wrestling world which is, you know, um a little dog eat dog. It can be, yeah. Um But it's everyone sorta of, uh, here I go, another analogy. I always love my analogies. <laughs> I like your no, I like your analogies. <laughs> yeah. bring, em, bring, bring It's like analogies. um it's like playtime when you're a kid, you know. it's like you're playing with figures. You know? It's <laughs> Where's he going? It's a fun, enjoyable thing that you're doing and there's very little money or anything in it unless you, you do make a big break in it. Yeah. Um, where people sometimes get unrealistic with it and they get caught up in their own bullshit and yeah. they think they're more important than they are or better than they are.
0: I think everyone's a little guilty of that at some stage. Maybe not everyone, but a lot yeah. of people. A lot of
1: people are and... um, It's an easy trap to fall into. At the end of the day... Why? <laughs> yeah. You know, be like that. Um, I think everyone just loves wrestling. I think everyone
0: wants to be as good as they can, but maybe sometimes they um,
1: they put it out there too much Yeah, and don't contain it. Um, I think at the end of the day too, though, if we're all doing it... So most people, will, everyone either works a full-time job or they're not employed that are in wrestling, yeah, right? Yeah. Um, and if you're you're doing this, and this is what you're passionate about... It, Generally, what it is, it's going to be a passion, um, or a passionate hobby, I guess, for most people. Yeah. Um, and it's about being realistic on that. So, if it's a passionate hobby, why would you want someone rocking up that thinks their shit doesn't stink, or that is depressed all the time, or is complaining about doing what you're doing? Politics. Yeah. Or yeah. Complaining about you know guys complaining about bumping yeah and i'm like if you don't like bumping and you don't like doing wrestling quit (laughs) like yeah you know um... i guess it depends also on how much you want it (laughs) yeah as well yeah like
0: i don't think anyone loves i mean some people like bumping like drew always says he likes to bump whenever he can (laughs) but i guess it is just how much you're willing to put up with for how much you're passionate yeah it is and obviously don't take it too seriously yeah yeah, hundred um, percent. This has gone a lot longer than I was anticipating, but that's no, it's awesome. <laughs> this is good advice. Like I'm, this is stuff that I also needed to personally yeah. hear. I wanted to talk about as
1: well um, what you sorry, do. I'll quickly, one sec on that too. Right. Um, the way I like to put it too, and this is something that I've been changing my mindset a lot because you know I've been talking to you about maybe taking up some stuff in personal training and yeah. and doing that outside of the wrestling scene. Yeah. Um, but one big thing that. There is, you know, you go to the gym and you train with a, a PT, for example, Yep. and they smash the shit out of you and you can't walk the next day and you've thrown up and you're hating life. The chances of you going back and being consistent at that is very low. Yeah. Where if you go to the gym, you feel like you've had a workout, you've picked up a few things, um, you've enjoyed it and you want to go back next week. Who do you think is going to get the better results in six months' time? <laughs> B. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. Sure. Um Because the true key to wrestling training is consistency. Yeah. Um, because certain people, you know, not certain people, everyone, it's all about retention rate, right? So how much you're going to remember and how much you're actually going to sink in. Yeah. Um, you know, you can go smash yourself and do an eight-hour wrestling session, but you'll probably walk away and not even be able to do a wrist lock properly in three weeks' time i've been uh yeah been there yeah it's about getting the person that you know if i can sink one or two things into you that you're going to remember forever yep in that wrestling training session then next week i sink another two then the next week another three and then you know six months time you all of a sudden know i don't do the math i'll pull my calculator out (laughs) a shitload more stuff um compared to just smashing someone with heaps of
0: I think I get what Stuff you're saying as well. It's, it's more yeah. about also, I think what you're trying to say is like managing expectations as well. Maybe not getting in over your own head. Yeah. yeah. Is another important yeah. lesson to take away from that. So I definitely, yeah, definitely that's, relate to that.
1: That's the thing I see all the time. So, you know, we're a, I'll be bringing back a, I'm looking at bringing back a midweek session at some point. Um, once we sort of blend into the new place and we're there for a while. And I can see what time's available and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Just finding a rhythm in the meantime. Yep. Yep. But what I see is people go, all right, sweet. I'm going to get back into wrestling training. I'm going to train twice a week. And I'm going to train rest- then I'm going to train weights and cardio six times a week. And they do that for about two weeks to three weeks. And burn out. And then they burn out and I don't see them for three months. <laughs> and then I see them come back. And I'm like, if you just came one day a week <laughs> and yep. you've done two days a week fitness and weight training, you'd still be at it and you'd see some sort of result or yeah um improvement you know (laughs) and that's really what it's it's about managing it and finding a good way to then keep moving forward yeah and that's kind of a philosophy
0: i've kind of taken onto my own as well like i had like i said about managing expectations i've had like very high expectations of myself to like try and keep up with everyone else but i've kind of figured out that i need to do it at my own pace and like you said one or two things at a time taking up Taking it one step at a time instead of getting too far ahead of myself. Yeah, big time. So yeah, definitely. I feel you there. Um, wanted to talk. We didn't really get to know you personally
1: last time or this time yeah, either. Diego just talked the whole time. Yeah, Diego. <laughs> Love him. I think you got three words in the last one. That was a good one though. Yeah. It was,
0: I like picking both of your brain. Like, that's why you're head trainers of the yeah. gym. So um, wanted to get a little bit of your background where you kind of got your start
1: in training um, yeah, so long version, short version, <laughs> whatever, whatever okay. worked. Yeah. I'll give you the short, um, cut. So basically I started training here in Australia. Um, yeah, I trained here for uh, many years to give you an idea. I didn't miss one session. So even when I was injured, I still turned up to training and I didn't miss one session for my first six years. Um, not one. Not one. That's I was intense. There That's intense. Every session. And if I, if I had an injury, I'd be there watching. Um, yeah. And I, I think Workaholic. I could count the numbers on my, my hand. Yeah. So yeah, I trained here in Australia then. Um, so I started training in, shit, this is hard to remember. It's been, been a while. <laughs> started training in 2003. Yeah. So mid 2003. Um, whereabouts? Um so with AWF for back in the day. Yep. Um Dojo? Yeah, back at the Dojo. Yep. So yeah, I started training in Australia back in two thousand and three. In two thousand and seven I went to the US and I trained in the US for um two months, but I was training seven times a week. So I was training with um two different schools that operated at the same place. Which were they? Um so you had the awf which was Jesse Hernandez and um then you had the NWA Pro which was um, TJ Perkins, Rocky Romero and machine gun carl anderson
0: name dropping
1: um <laughs> machine gun i never trained with he okay. he um he was there like he helped me out heaps and yeah. it was really cool a real nice guy um but i never actually physically trained yeah the one time i was meant to he wrapped up an hour and a half late so he, he we did. thought training was off yeah <laughs> 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 um but he was the top guy you know all three of those guys and influential jesse and just sick wrestlers you know and they they deserve all the success they have um and then i wrestled shows independent shows and stuff there which was really good um so that was that was two months but shitloads of training in there obviously seven times a week that's a lot um yeah so a lot lot. (laughs) it was four times with jesse and then um yeah three times a week with the other guys um yeah, so it's really cool to see TJ going so well, too, because was a lot with him. Um, There's a few other Aussies over there as well. Um, so Mikey Nichols was over there at the same time. Oh, cool. Um, uh,
0: now known as, is he, sh- like, TM61? Yeah, yeah, he's yeah, yeah. NXT. And I still struggle see. with the new names. I know them individually as their former <laughs> names, but now that they've got new names, I get them mixed up. But, yeah.
1: Yeah, um, yeah. he was living there, though. you know. So he was, he was staying there long term and, quitting his job and living there full-time so hats off to him you know it, he deserves everything yeah he's got um and then yeah slater was there when i got there so i got there and slater went and i took his apartment is his that damien room. damien yeah, Damien's Damien's downside, okay yeah. Yeah. yeah um yeah then i came back to australia kept wrestling in australia all around australia doing the independent thing um and then in 2009 i went over to dragon gate and i wrestled there for three months, or trained there for three months and Done a few shows. Um, the training there was pretty full on, so it was five days a week um, with the main training, and then every now and again, then would get another guy in who would take the pro training as well. Yeah. So there, the main guys there that trained me was uh, Yamato. Um, they know normally when you listen to the American commentators, they say Yamato, um, but yeah, Yamato <laughs> rings a bell. Yeah, I probably um, heard one of the. He was him and him Shingo. Um so you might have seen Shingo around, he's done a lot of Ring of Honor and all that sort of stuff. Yep, yep. Um, him, Shingo and CyberKong were the three main trainers. Yep. Um, and then there was another there's Turbo Man and Um another guy from Mexico as well that took training that were I think I trained like maybe half a dozen times with them, but it was pretty full on long sessions, which Would was be. really good. J- Japan. Yeah. Japan
0: um, can be pretty intense. Yeah, it was for like, people who aren't
1: ready. We we're training five days a week. Um, and then every other day was doing shows and stuff. But the training was like, you know, wake up, go for a 7K jog, come back, do 500 squats. With the, jump
0: with the bucket? Up and down. With the bucket? With the bucket? The, um, oh, people always. Uh, I've spoken to a few people who like train in Japan, and they're always like, you have to do the squat
1: all the way down with the butt touching the bucket. No, nah, there was no bucket. Uh, oh, okay. Uh, there was a monkey. A wh- what? Yeah, there was a monkey outside. A monkey. Um, That was nice. Was that part of the training? Yeah, it was. Um, it was <laughs> it was tied to a tree and um the monkey would throw rocks at you and shit you know while you're training did they yeah, train yeah, Scots. it
0: did they train it to throw rocks um no I think it, just it, I think to it do was it. just angry <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> throw rocks at you I can't um, train under these conditions yeah. <laughs> what the hell? um yeah Dragon Gate was really cool you know different so much training yeah it was different it really opened my eyes up to all the different styles too because you know in Australia I got trained really well um I went to America, got trained really well, and then Japan trained really well. But Japan really opened my mind because I learned stuff in Australia. Then I went over to J- uh, sorry, learned stuff in Australia. Went to the states, learned stuff in the states, and then certain things contradicted. Right, and I'm like, oh you know, is this the right way? Is that the right way? And then like when I went clash to Japan, of styles.
2: yeah, then yeah. when I went
1: to Japan, they'd done some of the stuff the way that we do it in Australia. Then they'd done some other stuff the way that I'd learnt in America, and I was like oh each place is different (laughs) and it's all okay okay that place wasn't wrong and somewhere else wasn't wrong they're all right but they're just different ways of skinning the cat you know so
0: in a way it's kind of emptying the glass to kind of fill it up again with more knowledge like Uh. kind of unlearning did you have to pick up new habits
1: yeah, I did, yeah. Um, and that was one of the things that, that threw me off with the overseas trips too was um, they would kind of break you, <laughs> the, the, really good, yeah. the really good experience trainers. So, um, And they probably don't admit that they're doing it. Um, you know, Kill you style. I've done it to people, to be honest. Um, you know, I don't do it to everyone, but if someone comes in with a bit of an attitude or a bit thinking they're I've seen, really good, yeah. I've, I've broken them. <laughs> I've been there for that. So to give you an idea, like... Um, when I went to the States and went over there, I think I was, I was doing pretty good. And then I got broken down and like got to the point where I thought I knew nothing on wrestling Oof. and then built back up their style yeah, and what they, how they do it in their place. Um, and then Japan tried to break us again, but I was already sort of, um, Preparing. over the curve. Yeah. I was already going there open enough to say, however they do it. Yeah. Like when I went to the States, for example, they'd teach me a way to do something. And this was probably the only week one, you know, I've learned pretty quick. Yeah. Um, But, you know, I would go there and they would go, all right, do a left shoulder roll. So I'd do a left shoulder roll and they'd go, oh no, do a, do this and this and this different. And I'd go, no, but this is the way I got taught to do it. No, no. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Big yeah. no, no. Um, where I'd already, started, sort of when I went to Japan, I was already prepared for that sort of style that I could go there yeah. and just... However, they do it. Do it exactly how they do it, how they want to do it, and remold to learn their way. And then after when I'm back wrestling wherever, I, I pick what way I think's best. So kind of reshaping, like we talked about discipline, kind of yeah.
0: reshaping your discipline and your mentality and your yeah. general approach.
1: Yeah, so. and it's one of those things too. You know, you look at it. If here I go another analogy, um, <laughs> number three. If you go to a Muay Thai Kickboxing place. If you go to a straight forward kickboxing place and you go and learn kung fu, they'll all teach all three will teach you how to kick differently. Yep. All your kicks are going to be effective. They're all going to work.
0: I don't know. I don't know that much
1: martial arts, but yeah. I'll take your word for it. Um, all right. So, well, what do you know? Oh. <laughs> Name a sport. Uh, MMA, wrestling. <laughs> It's about You just said do martial arts, then you say MMA. Okay. I know a little bit I like you know what I mean. I like more of a boxing. I'd say soccer, right? Yep. So you go you go do soccer, you learn how to kick a ball. Yep. If you kick a rugby league ball or an AFL ball the same way you kick a soccer ball, you're still gonna kick the ball pretty well, right? True. Um, but yeah, if you go to NRL, if you go to even you know, probably a closer comparison would be NRL, um, NFL rugby union. They'll all teach you how to kick a ball differently. They'll all teach you slightly how to pass it differently. And AFL, you can throw that in there. You know, yeah. They'll all teach you slightly different ways how to kick that ball, pass that ball, all that sort of stuff. None of them are wrong.
0: Yeah, I get what you're saying.
1: Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. No, I, good analogy.
0: <laughs> yeah. Analogy landed. Yeah. Okay, cool. We'll start to wrap up in just a couple of minutes because this is... I was aiming at about 30 minutes. We're going into 40, but that's cool. Yeah, cool. I wanted to talk about... I've never really... Got to know how you actually like got into wrestling. Like what, how you started watching wrestling. Like when you fell in love with it.
1: Oh, the second I seen it. Um, Do you remember the first?
0: Yeah, match or first?
1: Uh, when I was a kid, I first saw it and I saw like I caught the end of a WWF show. I was probably six or something, and I thought it was the greatest thing in the world. Yeah. So um, you know, I was like, oh, I can't wait till that's back on. Do you and remember then, who you saw? uh yeah it was just like a hogan thing back in like the uh, yeah. late 90s yeah. oh early 90s sorry um and then i was and then it wasn't on tv after that so as a five six year old i'm like oh that doesn't exist anymore it's not a thing <laughs> yeah um and then when i really sort of saw it i, I got a, optus vision do you remember optus vision so uh, it used to be like no. basically was foxtel oh yeah, yeah, you yeah had foxtel and yeah. optus vision and um I was flicking through and I saw the pay-per-view ad for one of the WCW pay-per-views and it was an ad of macho man just in a a jail cell screaming and stuff and doing um, his thing. Yeah. And I just went, this is so cool. And I watched, I sat there and watched it for about an hour and it was like a three minute loop of this ad. Um, Just the ad. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And then from there I was just hooked and that's what I wanted to do. And I I called up a wrestling school early and was like, um, how early I called up when I was like, 10 asking oh, right. if i could sign up and they're like no nah, you, you got to be 16 so. do you remember the school um yeah 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 um yeah so yeah i rang up when i was like 10 and then they said no nah, you can't until you're 16 and then um so i started back up when i was 15 I rang back just started watching i was, oh, no, no i uh, signed up to rest right, right yeah because by the time i was 15 i started doing weight training at like 14 so i'm not naturally a very big um but i started weight training at like 14 so i went from i'll do it yeah i went yeah. from 60 <laughs> kilos to 85 kilos in a year <laughs> and then um yeah i rocked up at 15 saying oh can i sign up and i was bigger than pretty much that's one
0: way to prepare most, for training most of yeah. the guys
1: at the school besides um <laughs> you know there's two or three that were were bigger but then you know i was bigger than most the rest of them and Jesus. i think they went well yeah you know you'll be right walking aboard yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um Yeah, so that's how I got into it. I was fanatical about it. It was huge. Yeah, I
0: I can't believe it never occurred to me to just before now to ask like, (laughs) you love wrestling, you train wrestling, but I never got around to asking how you even got into (laughs) it. So I learned something today. I'm very glad to have you back on the podcast and I really appreciate the time. Um, Do we want to talk about upcoming dates or changes with the APWG Um,
1: shows coming up? yeah so show's coming up we've got 1st of April Bondi Junction um, RSL we've got a big show coming up so yeah, check that one out um, again and I forgot to do it last time is plug KSM Studio so YouTube I plugged it in the intro yeah I, I did hope. plug it in the intro yeah. um,
0: you can't be expected to remember all the plugs there's <laughs> it's, it's too many
1: that's a huge one you know if, if anything you want to find out anything on APWG go on there our library's huge now on their YouTube make sure you subscribe yep yeah yep. exactly all that stuff subscribes and likes and yep. all the other uh, very know. grateful to have a lot of
0: support yep. with the APWG from everyone yeah <laughs> everyone involved in APWG it's a great <laughs> environment and I really appreciate you coming on the show no worries, man. thank you man cheers man take it easy
2: I don't even know where to start such an eventful week in a good way. Hell yeah. It was like one of, one of the better, best streaks of um, wrestling You're in quite some time, honestly. For WWE? As far as WWE goes, yeah. They I mean... It. Every show, the three shows, they nailed it.
0: On that note, I guess New Japan even had a strong week with the New Beginning shows.
2: Oh, has it been a week or
0: two? No, it was, last, it was over last, last week. What week. <laughs> well, week and a half.
2: So it, was, it was last week, not this week.
0: Did you see... Um, we'll get back to WWE, but did you see... Elgin Naito got five stars.
2: Yeah, which I disagree with.
0: Really? Yeah. It wasn't my. It wasn't even my favourite match.
2: Naito and Elgin. It was great. It was an awesome match, but it just didn't have that five star quality for me. It was a really good match. It was very enjoyable, but it was like a solid four stars at best for me. Yeah, um, solid four stars.
0: It had the advantage of being a Japanese show, which gave yeah. it edged out the five stars. Um, my personal match was Shibata Osprey.
2: Yeah, I preferred
0: that one. Yeah, me too. I thought you would. I was... That's why I tried to show it to you, um, so I made the right decision. Um, back to WWE, though.
2: Was it Kondo Suzuki, was that last week, was that the week before?
0: Uh, that was... Oh, I don't know. We I do can... lose
2: track, because it's sporadic.
0: Do you want to get something off your chest? No. About that match. Oh. 4.75 stars from Meltzer. It
2: was a great match. It was a great match, but it, the, the overselling and just... Yeah.
0: Just but, suspension of disbelief only goes so far.
2: Yeah, you can only hold a knee bar for... Fucking, Jesus. Ten minutes is a bit much.
0: More, probably more than that. The selling was on point. Like, I believed the selling uh, from a... the uh,
2: storytelling and the character, like Suzuki, holding submissions while laughing. A former
0: MMA guy, though. If, if you have an MMA background and it takes you ten minutes... That's the equivalent of two rounds in UFC of submission. There's literally a submission. only
2: one time in MMA that I can recall people being in, like, leg lock position or knee bar position for that long, and that was, um, that was Don Frye versus Ken Shamrock back in the day in Pride, and they basically were trading knee bars back and forth on the ground for, like, four minutes, and that's fucking long. Did anyone submit? No, but it was long. It was. It got and
0: they would probably no better nowadays than to yeah, not submit.
2: there's no way you're going to get... Two leg lock dudes in today in MMA f- battling between leg locks. It's super rare.
0: It was. I love Okada, but it made it made Okada look very not sympathetic. It might. I mean, I can see why people would sympathize with it. it made Okada look non sympathetic, and it also made Suzuki look like he couldn't finish the job, despite having an MMA background. And
2: it just it just felt so super super similar to yeah. me.
0: Yeah, hundred percent. People were complaining about it, but um, the rest uh, of the
2: match was awesome. Like, yeah, honestly, the rest of the match was awesome. Yeah, that was just, and they uh, had frustrated.
0: they had another good couple of encounters over the week. Suzuki's well. great.
2: He's uh, for a, for a for a Japanese guy. His his facial expressions is so on point, and that's super <laughs> rare.
0: <laughs> for it's a strange. Japanese guy.
2: Yeah, like the Japanese, traditionally speaking, like lately they've they have a bunch of guys that stand out.
0: Some guys can be wooden. Yeah, like a harder uh,
2: yeah. he's he's just a guy whereas like Suzuki is a character like the way he like he's locked in submissions and he's just pulling faces yeah. like he's like trying to talk it like nothing else
0: yeah you he's don't get you don't shot. get a lot of like super over the top characters over the top heels unbelievable in too. New Japan unbelievable yeah uh, he's terrifying yeah Um, but big week in WWE
2: yeah you could say that
0: uh, we'll start. We'll go chronologically, Chamber. because that's the only way to actually get through yeah. and do everything justice. You don't
2: want to, don't want to make a Tarantino
0: I will. So <laughs> that's pretty much all of our podcasts anyway. It's just all over that's the place. Um, I one thing I will say about the Chamber pay per view as a whole, um, not many amazing matches. Two particularly great matches. I thought Becky and Mickey James was close to great, but most other matches. We're okay, but everything everything developed yeah. a story over the pay per
2: view. Everything flowed, mm. and it was. I'll be honest with you, I was impressed by it because I had little little expectations going into it. I the chamber match had everybody excited. I had Orton faith. And Harper was like, "Oh, that could be a cool story," but I didn't expect how good the match would be. And then um, no
0: way, I knew they was deb- they're no, both. Well, no, I'm, I'm,
2: that's not to say that clutch. I don't think they're capable of it. I just didn't think it would that it would put on as good a match as they did.
0: Yeah. I think that
2: But was, yeah, it was it match was, of the night for me. I preferred the chamber, but it's so unfair to compare the two.
0: Apples and oranges, yeah. yeah.
2: But yeah, that was a great match. Are
0: you happy with, do you think they used the chamber to its full yeah, see, uh, capabilities?
2: When they presented that new chamber, at first glimpse, I was like, oh my God, this is horrible. Like, it looks cool, let's be real. No matter, like, instantly it looked cool. Um, but the padding on the outside is super questionable but then when they actually when the match actually started and they got to they just did different things and they were more risk taking. and it, I actually enjoyed it in the end I actually I'm actually excited for future um Chamber champion matches. matches just out of the prospect of like just the way Ambrose was used in that match I thought Ambrose was the the silent MVP in that match He he climbed that pod like three or four times and he took a bunch of high risk I jumps think... and it's just yeah, yeah, yeah. like you know the pre-video before it where they have like the legends talking about it and like mm. Shawn Michaels was talking about feeling like a kid in a candy store I felt like that was that way with like Ambrose and a few other guys in the chamber
0: Ambrose has always had the best like Cena did a bunch of it's, it's got to be Ambrose and... is,
2: you ever seen Cena go to the top of the pod that's never happened before
0: He's took a big bump for Cena well I'm just
2: saying like Cena yeah. one which, like the only guys that ever went to the top of the pods were small guys
0: I really the one thing that stood out for me in the chamber match most, from an aesthetic point of view, like visually, was Styles and Ambrose slamming each other into the, yeah, into sick. the pod glass. Yeah, I think.
2: And I like the camera. I really like the camera in the pods.
0: Yeah, I think the new chamber really sets up more possibilities for production value. And better angles and better, like more Whereas innovative. Before it was
2: basically, of... just cameras from the outside, and that one cameraman inside the chamber where it was yeah. all super sketchy.
0: Yeah, so they were much more. Yeah, I never considered it. that.
2: It was weird. I, I know. Know, remember the one time I think Goldberg threw Chris Jericho into the cameraman. Did he? Took him out.
0: Oh, no, no, when Jericho fell outside.
2: Well, that too, but no. There was one that was where scary. it was Goldberg threw Jericho into the cameraman and took him out, like inside the chamber, and had to open the door. And...
0: Not sure I remember. Anyway, uh, but overall, the results—I mean, the match itself was great. It was great, but the results like could not be happier.
2: It couldn't be happier. Like it came, like yeah, it it pretty much went down exactly how we'd hoped, and then it was just like
0: we all heard the rumors.
2: Whoever wins wins.
0: We all heard the rumors that Bray was going to be champion going into Mania, um, but I didn't. I've I've been hurt so many times before.
2: I, this, I never believed those rumors about guys who've never been there a while winning a title because like until it happens I don't believe it I had like let's be real right let's think of the the example the big example Wrestlemania 30 so when Daniel Bryan beats Triple H in that qualifying match in the first match of the night yeah he's obviously going to win the title right but
0: yeah until
2: it actually happens you don't fucking believe it
0: oh for sure like Cena ...scared the shit out of me in the chamber. There were a few times when I thought... It
2: scared me in goddamn um, the triple threat match in SmackDown, but we we'll
0: to that later. That too. Um, but I, it was just so hard to believe that Bray, after all this time... ...after all the bullshit and all the mismanagement, that he finally took the big one.
2: And it was a really big one. And it was like... It's a really... Like, when, when we look back on it... He won his first chamber match in an awesome match pinning both Cena and Styles clean Yep for his first world title. Yep, I think just before Mania. A
0: curious stat for me. One thing that stood out to me: Wyatt has never been in a singles world title match. Yeah,
2: still hasn't.
0: And yeah, I don't know what that means, but I thought he's way overdue. He was way overdue. He should have been having title oh, yeah, matches we, we all knew that. a long time ago. Yeah, but, the but we're seeing. I mean. We're officially seeing Bray at WrestleMania. As like, could not be happy with that. I
2: can just imagine his entrance as the champ in the Mania.
0: I reckon they'll go all out. I reckon yeah, we'll get so. some. I don't know. I reckon we'll get some like fancy Firefly type interactive fan. I reckon. I can, I can
2: see some like drone usage, like they did at the Super Bowl with Lady Gaga.
0: Ooh, is it outside?
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah, that'd be sick. Yeah, there's. I mean, I reckon they'll. Go, I reckon they're all in on Bray. And it's been paying off because they've had how long to build up this story?
2: A super intriguing story as well.
0: Which is SmackDown. Mm. We'll get to SmackDown. Um, anything else in the rest of the chamber?
2: Yeah, I thought Naomi's win was pretty awesome. Like, yeah, she fully deserved it. And it, was, it was, it was actually a touching moment.
0: A good feel-good moment.
2: Yeah, like I've always, everybody's always said it. She's always been that person where it's like she's good, but she's,
0: she's- not. She doesn't do a lot for me. Which, but the thing is, they did it well enough that I'm not cynical about it. Same as the Nikki and uh, Natalia match. Mm. Um, It's not for me. It's the drama queen type thing. Yeah. But there is a place for that sort of thing in wrestling and in WWE. Not everything has to appeal to us. And as long as it's done well and there's not like plot holes or contrivances and I'm all for it and I'm not a massive Naomi fan like I don't get the dancing down to the ring but maybe I'm old as fuck and I'm not into the yeah you're you're of an entrance
2: is watching a dude with a lantern (laughs) and a rocking chair oh yeah no um, I I get it she's not much of a character but her as a person and as an athlete it's hard not to support her
0: also I'm a big Alexa fan
2: but you know that's the nature of the beast
0: yeah um, and it was a decent match yeah. can't really complain about that the rest of it was oh how do you feel about uh, Super American Alpha a oh, lot of people actually, were salty about that
2: yeah, but, yeah people were salty like that was a legitimate one that I thought they were going to lose
0: um yeah that's, I'll be honest with you you know why no I liked it it My showed going real guts. set
2: when I was watching me and Jack were watching the pay-per-view my prediction for the match before the match started was um, it would come down to Usos American Alpha it played out exactly how I predicted the American Alpha would beat Usos the Usos would attack on them and then Ascension would come out and win the titles that was my prediction and that's Sebastian what's good about so Smackdown and so that's so I've me personally because that was my prediction when it was playing out in front of me I fully bought into it like holy shit Ascension's about to win so when that the finish was awesome too the way Chad Gable slid back in the ring and caught it Mm. Perfectly.
0: That was awesome. Yeah. Um, that's the good thing about what SmackDown's been doing in particular. It's been subversive. You think you know where they're going with something, but yeah. they zig when you think they're going to zag. Yeah,
2: and that's the best type of wrestling.
0: And there's been a few times recently that I've been caught massively off guard, and I'm pretty stoked about it. Like Not only like um, the, uh, what's her face, Carmelo... And James Ellsworth Angle, mm-hmm. I have no fucking idea where they're going with that. Yeah, I
2: like not knowing.
0: And I like it. And that's why I
2: like how SmackDown finished.
0: Alright, we'll get we'll get to SmackDown. Better. uh Raw. Raw also stepped up, which I was not expecting anything from Raw. Yeah, anything at all. I I mean, I heard the women's title match was on the line.
2: I forgot. Did they announce that the or not?
0: Yeah. That was advertised from last week. Um, I was sleeping on it. Uh, yeah, same. I don't know why. I, like, it would be I know a they once have. It was
2: announced as the main event.
0: They didn't announce it as the main event, though. Did it's they? Until about
2: halfway through. Did they? Yeah, she said it in a backstage segment. And that helps. That helps add to the
0: drama. Yeah. That's more. That makes it more significant. I think any title should be in the main event if only one title is being defended on the show. Yeah. but it being given the main event spot and Charlotte has carried herself so well as champion has raised the prestige of that title massively I slept on it and I thought that was one of the best women's matches I've seen since the NXT NXT days Meltzer, yeah, it was a really good match. Meltzer gave it a 4.25 it was,
2: which is a really good match
0: yeah uh, only minor criticism of that match and this will probably be the only criticism I have of this whole week is that I'm not a fan of uh, getting assistance, le- leveling the playing field, um, kind of negating Dana. But I'm not a fan. I feel like Bailey should have done more to secure it for herself. She hit the yeah, belly um... to Bailey, she should have fought a little bit more. On her own?
2: Two ideas about that. One, I think it's part of the storyline. That's fine. I think that'll play out as part of the storyline. And two, I think... And, um... I'm fine with it. They used to do it all the time. Like, there's some classic title wins with interference. Like, everybody always forgets when Eddie Guerrero won the WWE title. Goldberg speared Lesnar.
0: We're in a very different generation now, though. Yeah, exactly. We're like, in a generation why where... We, why,
2: can't we, sp- why can't we dabble with that?
0: Um, I think it I was okay with it because it was the first time in a long time that we've had...
2: It's weird when people, people get annoyed when faces win too clean sometimes. And then they get annoyed when they cheat sometimes.
0: Yeah, it's double standard. And I'm guilty of it too. Yeah. But other than that, like, I loved the match. Like, I slept on it. And it was better than what I was even expecting. And I was so happy for Bailey, And so, I'm really excited for... I'm not sure where they're going to go with it because...
2: I reckon they're going to go Sasha Bayley.
0: At Mania, Yeah. For the title? Yeah. Well, the next... That's... It's something has got to give now because now Bailey is champion mm. and she has to... I don't know. I don't know where they go with it. I don't know if they give her a run with it or if they make her a... Um, transitional. Not even transitional. Like, she's an underdog and the odds are stacked against her because she's already an underdog right. and Charlotte is undefeated on the pay-per-view. You imagine that they'll have the rematch at Fastlane. Something's got to give. I would have preferred Bailey versus Charlotte rematch at WrestleMania because then that can be Charlotte's first pay-per-view loss and would have been a huge moment.
2: Yeah, but it would have been also really predictable.
0: Um, I don't think so. I think it would have been any like that, something's no. got to give. Now that
2: they've changed um to a little bit. It's less predictable, and they yeah. You know, I like it. Changed what? They changed
0: their direction. I like it. Um, We'll see where it goes, but I'm very optimistic about that. I have a lot of faith in that direction. I wouldn't mind seeing Charlotte, uh, Sasha versus Bailey for the title, but I don't think it's fair to exclude Charlotte after how well... It
2: could easily be a triple threat, but... um,
0: Too similar to last year. You
2: could do... There's plenty of options for Charlotte.
0: What I would really like, and it's what I've been wanting... Um, since the draft split and what better way to make um, to elevate the title would be to have champion versus champion Yeah, I would love to see
2: but then you also, the only problem with that is that you basically nullify the rest of the women, no, I don't think so so they would have to have their own very clearly defined non-title um, feuds and you're not going to have like four women matches on uh, the rest the card we have to be kind of realistic about it
0: Um, there is pre-show, but I get what you're saying. What I'm most excited to talk about. And I'm pretty sure you're with me on this one. What do you think?
2: Obviously, James Ellsworth nearly fighting Dean Ambrose on SmackDown.
0: I'm actually a bit disappointed that didn't happen. You're an idiot. But, yeah, that's for SmackDown.
2: No, the the festival of friendship.
0: I can't believe after how eventful... Both Elimination Chamber, Raw, and SmackDown have been that I thought Wyatt winning was like the peak of my week. Yeah. But it just got better. Like, Raw was an absolute roller coaster because we got an amazing main event, and the Festival of Friendship was probably the most memorable segment we've had in a very long time. Yeah. I have. I haven't got enough good things to say about this segment. Oh, I
2: couldn't praise it anymore. It was, it was. It had everything. It was hilarious. It was. Um, and then Jericho had a very serious heart-to-heart promo, which felt super real. And um, yeah, just 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 that turn. It was so brilliant. Thing and the camera work during that segment, especially the execution at the end. There, it was friggin' brilliant. The way they shot. Jericho. Um,
0: keeping the KO logo out of sight on the list.
2: Keeping yeah. And then they quickly cut to, after he said, um, Hey, why is my name on this list?
0: Cutting to KO.
2: And his facial expression and dropping the belt and the microphone and then watching Chris Jericho add it up half a second before he gets attacked.
0: It was the best uh, accumulation of good acting, good writing, good production, good variety... Like, all of it kind of just came together in what I reckon was, like, a 10 out of 10 segment. Mm -hmm. And what I think gave it extra punch was, um, from a writing perspective, from, like, a literary perspective, um, the best tragedy comes from following catharsis, which, like, an emotional catharsis could be, um, like, laughter, or it could be sincerity. The best... Tragedy comes directly from the most um, feel-good moments. And it went from the happiest and from the funniest and the most sincere to just a sheer drop to just heartbreak. Yeah. And I think they set it up... Like, they lifted us up to knock us down. Right. And, like, my heart... Like, my stomach dropped in my... Stomach dropped in my stomach. My loins. My... (laughs) my loin, um, your loins dropped
2: no yeah don't worry stomach, um, stomach dropped in the do you know box. why I thought it was like this is something that's so hard to do and they did it perfectly is take something that's predictable and make it super unpredictable like every single person knew that at some point most likely Kevin Owens was going to attack Chris Jericho at some point Yeah, we knew that was going to happen and it would probably happen before Wrestlemania but they Mate, they took that, which we knew would happen. And just before it happened, there was a massive... Like, gasp. Especially because... they got us.
0: And it's what I was saying before about subverting expectations, which WWE has been doing so well. Because um, the I think the old WWE have been super structured and super predictable. Um, we were all expecting the Kevin Owens-Goldberg story to go on to a fast lane, whatever happens immediately after that, we would have expected Kevin Owens to turn on Jericho. We would have known that that's when it's going to happen. Right. But because they're overlapping stories, it made it so much more unpredictable. We didn't think that was going to happen for a long time. Yeah. And then they like totally got us when we weren't expecting it in a segment that wasn't even supposed to be. Yeah. That was genuinely funny. That worked on the merit of actually just being funny already. Yeah a great friggin' segment. Like, I haven't got enough good things to say about it. And...
2: Yeah, it was legitimately the best segment on any wrestling show I've seen in a very long time.
0: And it makes me even more so want to see that being for the Universal title, because it's the stakes, basically, to make it for the US title, they're lowering the stakes.
2: I think it would be best, let's say it plays out like this, let's say Jericho costs Owens the title of Arcelain to Goldberg, it would make sense for Kevin Owens to then cost Jericho for the title and have that match just be by itself it doesn't require a title there's no the title will be completely irrelevant that saying, it doesn't not not need to be in the match because that can just you know
0: i would rather it it not yeah i would rather it not be for the us title <laughs> that, that. because it's i think personal, some things that? transcend
2: it's more personal material it's more
0: personal yeah gang it's
2: like Shawn Michaels vs an Undertaker the rematch or WrestleMania 26 there was no title on the line sure it eventually became for oh, Shawn Michaels career. got you. That, but that was we didn't realise they were champion. that was later in the feud but who still,
0: was champion in that
2: there were two title matches it was Jericho versus Edge and uh, oh
0: okay so Undertaker or Michaels weren't champion going in that's what I'm saying okay yeah, no, no 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 I'm with you I was trying to remember who was champion going into that, and I'm like I just watched that I don't no. remember whatever Um, anything else on Raw but (laughs) it was good that they got Roman out of the way early yeah Um, I was so scared for that Gallows and Anderson versus
2: Roman I thought
0: we were going to get Roman beating the tag team champions in a handicap match would have been the worst mistake but
2: yeah it was dumb
0: someone on reddit actually um, did a move by move analysis of Roman Reigns he hit 29 punches in that match
2: Yeah, I'll
0: do that. I'm not, like, of. I've always been a fan of Reigns, but it's just, it's hard to not
2: be critical of him. Reigns is good in big matches, that's it. Yeah. But but as far as a thing to have, that's a pretty good thing to have. Um, I also really liked the interview with Samojo. I thought it was really well done. Yes. And it was different. It wasn't just as simple as, like, I'm here to fuck shit up.
0: Well were also more
2: calculated and the way he approached the questions and like asking cold questions. It wasn't just like, that's a stupid question. I'm going to smash him.
0: Samoa Joe is smart. He like, doesn't get anywhere not anywhere near enough credit for very, how very smart, smart of a...
2: Smart, um, first few to have him with.
0: Uh, semi Even being a together
2: before. It's been brilliant matches. You know, they've been around each other for I a I think time.
0: Seth Rollins' injury has really thrown... A spanner in the works. I feel like they're moving a few things forward more, but they've recovered so well because I'm really happy with Joe versus Zane And I'm also extremely curious what Triple H's stake is now. So what does Triple H stand to gain from having Samoa Joe without Rollins being around? And also, what did Triple H have to say to Owens? Owens? Was that the factor in why he turned yeah, I said as on as Jericho? I think so. My theory is that it was Jericho, because Jericho cost, um, that Jericho accepted the match on Owens' behalf.
2: I don't think it's that simple. My theory. the point of Triple H and Kevin Owens being shown on TV talking backstage for?
0: I am thinking stable.
2: That's your super positive outlook on it. Oh, right. So I'm being too optimistic for once. For once, yeah
0: yeah okay I can't fucking win with you it's a pipe dream um Smackdown
2: again great
0: yeah no complaints actually the rest of the episode wasn't overly memorable
2: no it, was, it wasn't crazy memorable but it flowed well and um
0: Ooh, I did cool, cool I, backstage segments I Shout really out. liked um Corbin and Ambrose escalating same I really liked the imagery of dragging him out yeah um, made Corbin look menacing as hell yeah and made Ambrose look sympathetic yeah really excited for their match I think they would be really good in a I think
2: that's a really good I reckon they'll get a stipulation
0: I reckon they'll yeah. get a stipulation match no, it's bad. would be really good yeah and hopefully they can redeem the abortion that was Lesnar Ambrose from last year because oh god
2: it's not a horrible match it's just they didn't do anything It was a
0: nothing. Yeah, it was a nothing match. I
2: rewatched it, and it's not—it's not hard to watch. It's still a decent match. There's some cool moments.
0: It's forgettable. So forgettable, and that's the problem. And I reckon Corbin doesn't get enough credit for his. I think he's creative, and I think he's a bit of an innovator, which people don't realise. I think he comes up with a lot of creative. He has a good understanding of his character and his style. I do wish he would use less punches.
2: Was well, Golden God boxer? It actually makes sense instead of being like I'ma jerk my own wrist up. Maybe and you in the face. <laughs> okay. Dun it. it. It's the big dog.
0: Um how do I recover from that? Jerking wrists. Yeah. That's what he does. I can't unsee that now. Yeah. Um yeah, no, I, I I'm, he doesn't have to use less strikes, but maybe more wrestling moves, maybe more slams.
2: I don't think that's who he is, who he is but of course. It's
0: like... Hopefully he super develops.
2: wrestling fans, we all want to dream that other everybody can get better at mad wrestling, but you want to you want to stick to their strong suit.
0: Well, if punching works so well, why would anyone do any wrestling moves? Why not just punch everyone?
2: Well, that's just like MMA. It's like... There are well, rules. You, you can can't do clothes. Closed... Why wouldn't everybody kick somebody in the head? Because there's other factors you've got to worry about. you got to worry about jiu-jitsu. You've got to worry about wrestling. you got to worry about... But mountain.
0: objectively, punching is a better strategy than wrestling. Why? Because a punch over a slam.
2: As far as like taking someone down and keeping them down. I think a punch on top will them.
0: win all the time. That's the why. A good it,
2: angle holding onto you for three, you know, German suplexes. That's why they have the closed one. fist think, rule. Yeah, we're not breaking down. They, the closed fist rule is not a rule in WWE anymore. It I think they
0: really should enforce isn't. it. I think they should bring it back. That's I think totally they should be question. more. Yeah, but I want to talk about it.
2: Yeah, but they're not. They're not. That's not a thing anymore. It really isn't. <laughs>
0: Well, that's just my two cents. I would like to see less punching, more... um, Even variety. Like, that's why... Like, why would you chop someone when you could just punch them in the face or the chest? Because punches are outlawed.
2: Why firemen carry somebody when you could just chop them on their head?
0: Because... Reasons...
2: Yeah, if you want to get like that, you could be super near picky about a hell of a lot of things. I
0: just think that that doesn't play into the rules as well. That's why it's those. Not a rule anymore, but that's why those rules be rule. exist because but they because need to change.
2: The thing is, wrestling adapts with the times, and it's it's smart to do so. You got to be like they started incorporating more submissions. They started incorporating, you know, real strikes because, like. Yeah, it's all well and good that wrestling is a different thing and it's its own unique thing, which at the end of the day, it really is. Yeah. But why not incorporate the real aspects of I do like that aspect. I do, I actually... Makes it more realistic.
0: I'm actually all for um, more Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu being used as well, like Samoa Joe and Nakamura using those elements. Um, I'm cool it with that evolving. I just think that... I've, I'm a bit of a traditionalist with... like. We'll move on in a sec because we're stuck on that. But the, for example, when someone's perched on the other guy in the corner and are doing the ten punches in a row, there is no reason if you're if you consider yourself a fighter and you can't knock someone out with ten unprotected punches, then you shouldn't be doing ten unprotected punches because you're shit. And that's my two cents. That's why I think strikes need to either There's be all line, in. Because
2: I've, I've seen plenty of fights where dude took 100 punches to the face like it was nothing. And I've also seen fights where people take one punch and it's all over. It's super fine line and it's super subjective. Yeah. But Maybe I, it's
0: the trope that I don't like.
2: I, I can understand where you're going with it in terms of, like, you want to see more wrestling, but you you really got to work with people's strong suits.
0: I think, yeah, I think we should be playing up wrestling more rather than just striking because uh, i don't know yeah, and as get you get my were point. saying
2: like striking is more menacing it's more dominating at least more scary yeah like if like that's traditionally the bigger guys the scarier guys tend to strike whereas the only guy i can think of that grapples that scary is Lesnar
0: is yeah
2: who's mostly a grapple heavy guy yeah. He's but like the only one. I believe anything he does. <laughs> yeah, he's, diff- he's his own thing.
0: He's a bit of an anomaly.
2: But that triple threat match was fucking incredible. Yes. He was the best man event I've seen so on SmackDown in God knows how long.
0: Alright, we'll do this. Um, match of the week.
2: Probably that triple threat.
0: Really? I liked I th- it.
2: Again, I don't think the chamber match counts because it's its own thing.
0: Um, yeah, it, it, it is hard to compare. Um, but for if me, I- it's the women's. The, um,
2: Charlotte Bailey yeah
0: Fair gets enough. my match of the week but I loved the triple threat and I loved that Wyatt Strang's decision to have Harper attack him before
2: I was saying this with my friends earlier it was genius because it, how strong did it make Bray look it was the first time I they yeah. committed to making Gray look strong because not only did he get attacked before the match missed the first five minutes he got put through a table essentially twice and, yeah. he based, and it wasn't like there was no fuckery there was no fuckery in the finish he basically beat them both clean single handedly this is the way it went down he pushed like AJ went up on the top rope to do the forearm, phenomenal forearm why he, are we doing play by play he pushed all the time. no but just the way it went down he pushed Cena into the ropes eliminating AJ like he did that and then he Sister Abigail and Pinned to Cena he took them both out single handedly it wasn't just like happens to be like oh Cena aa AJ and he rolled out of the ring and then Bray just capitalized on it. No, Bray actually used... Like, he was smart and he...
0: Which is Bray's advantage is that he's a smart... That's what I'm saying. He's, he's, his strongest asset isn't his physicality or his size. It should be that he's, he's smart cunning. and manipulative and cunning. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Also, what, now that I think about it, what Harper attacking him before the match served to develop was it made me twice as... It made me yeah. shit myself even more. Yeah, when standing hit that, that I
2: AA th- halfway through the match, it literally made me nearly shit my pants. AJ,
0: has anyone, is anyone in the world better at kicking out at 2.9999? Yeah, AJ's the best <laughs> guy I've seen since
2: HBK. <laughs> H- 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 yeah. Like, you know how times HBK looked like he was, like, literally, like, surgically attached to the ring? <laughs> And somehow he'd just, like, flop his head like up. Pigeon like Pigeon Rat style. You know, like Weekend at Bernie's puppet style. Just like
0: a <laughs> I was thinking, like, sewn to the ring, like, Pigeon Rat. Oh, right. Um, But, yeah. Uh, that totally got me. And I, I'm really, really curious to see where they go with...
2: That finish was sick. Yeah. yeah. It's funny because... I think we all still know that at the end of the day, Wyatt Orton will be in mania for the title in some capacity. That's I'm still why I love nervous that they took this direction.
0: I'm still nervous. I still.
2: It makes me optimistic, but yeah, the, the, the nerves are good—the
0: right kind of yeah, right like kind anticipation. Of yeah. And what did you think was going to happen when Orton walked out?
2: I don't know. I thought it was just going to be cookie cutter, just thought another stare just gonna- down. I just thought it was going to be like, you know, if it has to be us, we'll do it together. Yeah. And then at some point in the next seven weeks, six weeks, whatever, um, there would be somebody turning on somebody. I guess that helps that they
0: have a lot of time to set up. Yeah. Um, I really hope that we don't get the predictable Orton Orton was infiltrating the Wyatts the whole time. Because I think that'd be a pretty shitty he's, swerve. He's too deep now. Exactly. He's too deep now, and it's a shitty swerve. Like, why it makes Wyatt look like a retard. It makes like everything have been for nothing. Like, too he deep. took the spear at Survivor Series. Yeah. Um, it's got they're all in, and well, I think it's paying off.
2: I like I'm fine with the Triple Threat if it's the right opponent. If, I love it. If, if see no, I personally I would prefer Orton the first Wyatt one on one. But if they have a perfect third person, a la Luke Harper. If it's Luke Harper versus Orton versus White, that'd be sick.
0: That's a pretty perfect but the only thing, I feel bad for Rowan getting excluded though.
2: Yeah, well he hasn't been on screen in like six months. And, and he's
0: not really he's the Harper's part. the right hand, man.
2: Oh, Harper's definitely the choice in that.
0: Why Harper over Rowan? But I get because it. Because Harper's a way better wrestler. Yeah. Okay, we were all. And thinking I think that, that
2: Orton match at the Chamber probably. He's a more compelling character too. Yeah, and he's a good speaker. Um, but yeah, I think that. I really think that that Orton match at Chamber would have really impressed people backstage, and it could help them get a big push.
0: Yeah, do you think that was? I don't think they would. I think they have you can to just know. Hear it.
2: I feel like. It, this is a weird observation. It's probably not true, but I feel like every time JBL or commentary is really putting somebody over, like, Orton literally pinned... This is at least how I remember it going down. He pinned Harper, and, like, the first or second sentence, um, JBL is, like, uh, like, you know, putting over Orton, like, incredible, blah, 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 but he's like, this, that is, body, that- this is Harper's night. This was... True. the performance true. of a lifetime, and he just lost. You know what I mean? And I feel like if somebody of his... Level is going out of his way to put him over like that after a loss. That's a that's a big that's a big prize. Yes,
0: yeah, very possible. Um, one theory that I have for why they're going with the triple threat over the one on one is that we've already seen Bray versus Orton. Yes and no. Earlier in the year, and that's a, another way to up the stakes.
2: But it's also so different now. It's
0: it's also a really good story.
2: Yeah.
0: Like it's a genuinely compelling story, and it's a really good dynamic that they have going on. Because we still don't trust Orton... And we still want to believe... He's with the Wyatts but we're not sure... Or we want to believe that Harper's out... But you can never be sure... And Bray's Bray... I just think they've got a really good dynamic going on with that...
2: I just love the unpredictability of it all... I, I, I want to be kept... In the dark...
0: Yeah... And they've got six, seven weeks...
2: Six...
0: I'm really excited to see where it goes... And for once... I am very happy. Like we couldn't have picked a better time to go to Mania. It's pretty we're cool. getting what we want. When was the last right. time going up to WrestleMania, and we were just getting the only thing that
2: I think. What are you talking about? Last year we got the big dog. Dun 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 dun.
0: Only I made dun. You why what? I'm better at than that. Would you like to see the rumored Styles versus Shane?
2: See, I was talking about this game <laughs> with my friends earlier. No, but i have got to cut it. Okay, there. I should just good cut night, it. Good folks. Good, no. good elaboration. Um, but there's no way that that match couldn't be awesome.
0: It's a novelty, though.
2: It's a super novelty, and it's an injustice to somebody like AJ Styles, who's yeah. had the best year of the last, easily the best last twelve months of any wrestler on the roster. Yeah. But, to not be able to go up against somebody who can give him a quality match on a big stage. However, let's say AJ Styles for Shane McMahon was at Money in the Bank, or at, name any pay-per-view. It's still a sick match. And you know it's a stipulation match. You know it's not going to be AJ Styles versus Shane McMahon one-on-one, Matt Wrestling. It's going to be AJ Styles versus Shane McMahon in a fucking whatever match, Street Fight. Whoever dies last Yeah, who jumps off the highest thing... And does the most flips, match jumps you know? the furthest,
0: um, with the smoothest jump off the roof. So you know some
2: crazy shit's gonna happen, and you know that yeah. it, Shane always produces something. If it happens, like, yeah, that's true. If they do, kind of play the seats on top and Smack, but yeah.
0: And also, I kind of feel like they've missed an opportunity with what happened at Survivor Series, unless they come back to that. But I don't think they've acknowledged it enough in the meantime mm-hmm. to like the tension oh, between. Right. Yeah, no. Styles and Ambrose spoiling over Mm. They should Maybe come back to that But in general I don't want to see that match I'd rather see Styles Have But can you
2: be objective And tell me that It wouldn't be a fun match
0: I'd enjoy it Dude seriously Like that's one thing
2: But it's also like If we're getting You know Why It's not going to ruin WrestleMania for me That's what I'm saying Like It could be one of those Sleeper matches With an awesome moment
0: Okay I had to bitch About something Yeah Okay I got my bitching Out of the way I've had to cancel my bitching minute because I it's been could too could good the last off. two weeks. I
2: wish we could cut you off. I wish I edited it so I could cut you off after you did that, but. Yeah, well, you don't, so. You're